Verse 1, if then you have been raised with Christ, which if you are in Christ, you've been raised, seek the things, so God already has a, a place for you, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, ascension. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Very interesting text. You've already been seated there because Christ is already seated there. He's already the down payment. If you're in him, you're already there. Like you've already have a, a place for him. But so, so he says all these things, and this text is butchered on two ways to Sunday. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Now, what is he saying there? Does he mean we just have to think about heaven all day long? Maybe. But what is Jesus, how does he teach us to pray? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Seek the things above. God's realm, Jesus' realm, is grace, mercy, love, justice, goodness, kindness, joy. When I seek the things above is, God, bring heaven to earth. Huh? That's what we're praying. I want to see more of that. Your realm come crashing into earth because I know that's where it's all headed. There is going to be a new heavens and new earth where the lion does lay down with the lamb, where kids don't die too young, when, 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 when people are loved and cared for and forgiven and, and are given opportunity, where there are things that work and there aren't insecurities and there aren't all these things that sin and death and, and, and hate on all the ways that our world has been destroyed. Lord, I want to see, I want to seek the things above where your realm is. I want to see more of that come down to earth. That's what we're praying for. It's not, oh, only think about Christian subculture movies or music. That's not what that's saying. I want to see more of your realm come crashing into our realm. And the way that that happens is through his people. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit, the place where God now dwells. Right? What was the temple? It was a building where you'd go and make sacrifices to God. It's where heaven and earth were supposed to meet. But now he says, no, no, the temple's going away. I'm the temple, Jesus says. And I'm going to be resurrected from the dead. And then I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, and now you're going to be the temple. So wherever you are, heaven and earth meet. So you pray. If you've been raised with Christ, you're already there because the ascension's happened and, and Jesus has already gone before us. And, and set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. You're already united with him. You're already there. But uh, until heaven and earth come crashing together, the new heavens and the new earth, we're, we're praying that we see more of it happen. Where there's a disconnect, we want to see more of it come together. Now, this isn't a utopia on earth. We know utopia is not coming until Christ returns. <laughs> But, but here and now, oh, you better believe it. If, if Jesus is raised from the dead, we've got work to do. The Holy Spirit's been unleashed. We've got work to do, right? We don't, we don't turn a, a blind eye to the injustices that are around us and the ways that people are hurt and abused and abandoned. We don't, we, no, 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 no. Because all is going to be made new in Christ, and it all matters. And then as I've hinted, another benefit is, obviously, Jesus leaves us the Holy Spirit. Wait for, for power from on high to be my witnesses. Because again, in Jesus' ministry, he's confined by time and space, but no longer. Jesus' presence is everywhere. He lives through his people. He lives through his church. He, the, the same spirit that hovered over creation is at work in 
the world. It's good that I go away, John 16 says. You're going to do even greater things than I did. So last, how does the ascension shape our mission today? Now, something really interesting um, happens in Luke's gospel as he tells this story. Um, if you remember Luke's gospel, the way it starts, it starts, the book starts in a temple. <laughs> Do you remember the, the, the Christmas story? We, we've probably read this a million times if you've been around the church or, or not, but, but the, the, the Luke's gospel starts in the temple with Zechariah. So Zechariah is the, the father of John the Baptist. So, so uh, in verse uh, Luke 1.13, Angel of the Lord, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will hear a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And, and, he, and he goes on to say, say this John the Baptist. Remember, he's the forerunner. He's the one that's going to point to this Messiah, this Jesus who's coming into the world, this, this Redeemer, right? And so, so he's not the Messiah. He says, hey, I'm not worthy to even tie his, his sandals, but his flip-flops, but, but I, I'm just a pointer. I, I'm just a forerunner, right? So Luke's gospel starts in a temple. Don't miss this. This is very intentional. Everything that's in the scriptures is there for a reason. It's not random, just marking down history. Where does it end? Where does it end? The people going to a temple to rejoice that this Messiah has come. Did you catch it? Even Jesus acting like a priest would in the temple in verse 50. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and he was carried up in heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. Don't miss that detail. It's Luke cluing us in to say, you are now going to be my temples in all the world. You have good news to tell. We know by 70 AD, the temple was no longer, it was destroyed. So there's not going to be bound by four walls. You are going to have the living God dwelling in you to be my temple in the world. It's, 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 it's always been God's plan A. Exodus, you can go back Old Testament, Exodus 19, right? He says, I'm, I'm creating a what? A, a people, a possession, holy priests for my name. What? What? Yeah, because you're going to be a temple and you're going to be my people and you're going to bring heaven and earth here, wherever you are, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in Ukraine, in Africa, wherever you are. You're going to bring heaven and earth to, to wherever the work you do, the life that you, you live. You're going to be my priests. We don't need a priest anymore. <laughs> we don't need an Old Testament priest that's going to do sacrifice because the sacrifice has already been done by Christ, but now you're going to be my temple. So Jesus lays his hands on them and says, go, I'm, I'm sending you with a commission. Go and be my temple in the world where heaven and earth meet. Pray that, that more of heaven would crash into earth. Live such a life that, that more of heaven would crash into earth. First Corinthians, or First Corinthians, First Peter two, nine. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Just echoes of Exodus nineteen. I have a, I have a people for my name. You're going to be a priest for me. You're going to be my temple in the world, making sacrifices to my name and calling others into heaven where heaven and earth meet.
calling people into relationship with the living God, the one who went before us, the one who laid his life down, the one who rose from the dead, the one who sends us his Holy Spirit, the one who's coming again to make all things new, where heaven and earth will no longer be a separation. This is why this is important. So, so God's ascension, Jesus' ascension, if we could peel back what we can see, uh, what we can't see, if we could peel that back, there's going to be a day where heaven's realm and earth's realm all become one thing. No longer separation. Why is that significant? Okay, I'm going to blow your minds a little bit. Some scholars think that the garden in Genesis was a temple, but it was wide open, right? There's no walls. There's no, you know, there's just be my, be my people, right? Enjoy me, God. Enjoy each other. Enjoy all of creation, right? But then the fall happens, right? Now there's boundaries. Now they're, they're blocked from the garden, right? Now there's sin, and now there's death, and now there's rules, and now there's laws, and all these things. Well, if you follow that thread all the way to Revelation 22, the last chapter of the Bible, it's a garden city. But there's an interesting detail in this new garden city where heaven and earth crash together and become just heaven is in Re- Revelation 22, <clears throat> verse 21. Or, uh, I don't think I have that right. Is it three? Uh, have I written down wrong in my notes? What it says is, there is, so when John gets this revelation of heaven, he says, there is no temple. Why? Because the whole thing's a temple. Heaven's a temple. There's no boundaries anymore. God's there. There's no more sacrifice to be made. We're going to rule and reign. That's the whole point. That's where all of creation was meant to go. That the, the whole playground of God's universe and his creation and his redemption were all going to become one thing. That was where it's all moving because of the ascension and because of the resurrection and because of the, the Holy Spirit coming. There's going to be no more divide. The whole thing is God's temple. Where we will rule and we will reign. And that's where we're pointing people to a place where there is no more death and no more sin and no more tears and no more suffering and no more cancer and no more infertility and no more divorce and no more abuse and no more people walking into public spaces and laying down 12 people because they had a bad day that's all going away and that's the hope that we share as God's temple hey this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And we know, whether you're a believer in here or not, you know deep in your bones there's more going on. It's not the way it's supposed to be. There's a deep longing in all of us when we see things like this to go, that's not right. And there's a deep longing in our souls when we feel that anxiety and we feel that worry and we feel that overwhelm of just being a, a mom or a dad or, or trying to pay the bills or, or whatever. We know deep in our bones that this is not the last say. That we're built for more because the whole thing is a temple. And God is calling us back into a life with him. And that's our role and our responsibility as God people to be witnesses of the things that we've seen and heard. And we've heard about a merciful, gracious God who redeems sinners like us and we have really good news to tell and he's making it all, everything new. So what could that look like for you? How could that shape your prayers this week? That we would pray that more of heaven would come to earth. How can my life 
bring a little more heaven to earth because of what I've seen. And I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. So every week we, we have a great reminder, a visual reminder of, of a simple meal of bread and cup. The, the bread represents the body of Christ, the broken for us, the, the cup, uh, his blood shed for us, atoning for our sins, cleansing us of all unrighteousness, forgiving us of all of our, our sins. And so, so we come this morning knowing that there's a lot of work to do, but we don't need to be overwhelmed by it because Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and he's given us his spirit that it's all grace and God's at work, that we don't have to you know, make things happen, but we can simply follow the movements of, of where God's working and, and where God's um, leading us. And so if you are a believer, please come and celebrate the Lord's Supper with us. The way we do it is we have two lines on the front. We break off a piece of the bread. We dip it in the cup. There's some uh, gluten-free bread in the middle if you need that uh, for you. If, if you're not a Christian, we just ask you to stay seated. That We do have some prayers uh, in the city life you can think on and reflect on. And, and we've all been there, and we'd love to talk to you more about this Jesus we, 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 we preach about and, and sing about and, and live for. And, and this God who's uh, building a new temple and all this crazy stuff this pastor's talking about this morning, uh, we'd love to, to talk with you more. If you have questions or questions about my sermon, I'd love to chat with you about that. So, so with that spirit, let us, uh, let us pray uh, and celebrate the supper together. Lord, we, uh, we, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus who ascends to the right hand of the Father, who has all authority and power to give us this, this great commission to go and make disciples. We thank you for, our, for a God who is making all things new, for, for, for a God who's not trying to evacuate us out to some other place, but a God who is redeeming us right here, right now, who's making a new heaven, and a, who's making a new earth and a new heaven that are going to become one, that we have work to do. And you've called us. You get, we get to play a small part in your kingdom. We get to play a really tiny, small part in human history, but it's an important part. And so we want to play our part well. We want to remember this week that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, that you dwell with us, that you're with us, that you don't leave us or forsake us. And it might just look like a kind word to a neighbor. It might look like walking across the street and inviting someone to have dinner with us. It might look like just saying, I'm sorry. But God, may we see more of heaven come to earth in our lives and in this world this week. So help us, oh God. We love you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Come and celebrate the Lord's Supper with us.